If you're the kind of dad who had a Cabbage Patch dog growing up, and its name was Nancy, and you're not ashamed to admit it, then this is the podcast for you. Coach Randy, you look like a nurturing guy. You probably had a Cabbage Patch doll when you were growing up, didn't you? I did not have Cabbage Patch. That's really? A, that's uh, not my, my, my generation. I thought somebody like you, you know, really good father, knew he was going to be a great dad. Maybe he had a Cabbage Patch doll, and he dressed it up as a Denver Bronco. I, I'm, I'm a bit older than you. <laughs> we won't go into that. Welcome, everybody, to the podcast that celebrates suburban dad life. We are Bad to the Dad, along with my good friend, Coach Randy. My name is Adam Hey-o. D., and we thank you, the listener, for joining us once again for another edition of Fatherly Frivolity. Hello, Coach Randy. Hello, Adam D. It's such a nice week. How have you been? I've been good. It is, it's been busy. It's been a busy you know, week. We're in the throes of, of, of school and activities. And it's like mid-October now. I don't even do the pumpkin and apple picking. Maybe we don't do that anymore. I think my kids have grown yeah, out no, of it. Yeah, no, no, no. But that used to be a tradition. We don't do that. I think we're going to do that this coming weekend. That is something. Yeah. It's a very big thing in the East Coast. You go apple picking and pumpkin stuff but uh, i think we're gonna get ready to do that we, we've been busy with softball it's yeah all, it's softball every weekend softball nights god bless my wife and kids softball 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 Ugh. and usually that's a spring sport but you're playing in the fall i guess it's a year-round thing it's, it's year-round it's like we, got great, we, just, we just had a big team party you yeah. know shout out to all the all the families that were here we had great kids great dads it's fun but it's just it you takes know a lot out of you. It takes, oh, it's, yeah. it, it wears you out yeah Where's right. you out? Yeah. You know who never gets worn out? Who never gets worn out? Becky Berman of Berman Branding. Oh, snap. There you go again. Bringing in Becky Berman. Hey, big shout out to Becky Berman. You know, we got, hey, first of all, before we get to Becky, great work on the uh, the Tap Into It. So I want to thank the tapinto.net network. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Jessica and, and Danielle, thanks again for giving us a platform to showcase Bad to the Dad and uh, provide a column uh, every week about what's going on with uh, the Bad to the Dad program. Uh, we happen to be on the tapinto.net uh, articles or tapinto.net editions for West Orange and Livingston, New Jersey. So if you live in the Essex County area in New Jersey, you'll be able to find information about us. But if you live in any of the towns in New Jersey, I think many, many, many towns in North Jersey have a an edition. They have Absolutely. their own I mean, version many, for many, many and I think so far I've picked up two, maybe three listeners. Hey, that's two more, two to three more <laughs> listeners than we had a couple of weeks before. You know, it was nice because, uh, as you know, Becky reached out to us and said, would it be okay if I promoted? I'm like, yeah. Yeah. We, know, we Becky, never say no to shameless promotion. Absolutely. And Becky Berman, of course, uh, of Berman, BermanCS.com, Berman Branding, who did our logo and uh, the Bone Daddy. Mm-hmm. Uh, she texted out and she uh, she forwarded on social media. She's awesome. She's great. So now we got the TAP program now. Is yeah, tap, the into, tap Into.net. That's a bad article. Extra publicity. They made you look pretty good. Well, I, I, I wrote it, but uh, <laughs> they gave us the platform. And it's it's great that they promote you know local people doing different and fun things. And you know not only did they give us this platform, but Jessica and Danielle are really good about suggesting guests. Uh, have you got have, any new guest ideas? They, they have some new guests, a new uh, roster of people that we need to talk to and have on the program. And they're all, you know, within 30 minutes of the den. Uh, within the den. Easy and... enough for them to come in, get a keychain, and talk about whatever they want to talk about. You know, I know we have something we want to talk about that happened over the course of the weekend as a dad and a, and a local football game. But I got to tell you, have you noticed we now get over 100 listeners on a week? Weekly wow. basis, which is pretty kind of I don't know cool. how that stacks up with some of the best, but I'll take it. I, I will take it. But now people kind of come up to me and like, hey, what's going on? They, you know, so I'm going to give a big shout out to Demo, right? Because he was concerned over my mental well-being last week. And apparently he thought I was a little bit off the rails. Just thought it was nice that people are actually paying attention, listening to us, are concerned about our well-being. You know, uh, Marv Albert, of course, the famous sportscaster. His mom loved watching him broadcast, not because she knew anything about sports, because mm-hmm. you know she was an immigrant, but she just liked knowing where he was. <laughs> so <laughs> if you hear the broadcast, you know we're probably in pretty good shape because we were somewhere, sometime, doing Bad to the Dad. So it's nice. If you want to comment on our post, please let us know what you're thinking mm-hmm. of. Uh, people actually listen. Over 100 people now on a weekly basis. Hey, hey, hey. And they're visiting us on social media, and you yeah. can too. Instagram, at Bad to the Dad. 
Facebook forward slash bad to the dad. And we have a website where you can get a little bit more information about us, Coach Randy, Adam D, as well as our guests and what they're doing when they're here in the den. That is bad to the dad.com. Now you had an interesting situation as a dad. Your your daughter, I mean Perry, mm-hmm. is now a high school student. She's a freshman. She is a freshman at a local high school, which is gotta be a little bit weird kind of thinking you have a high school child. Yeah, and thinking the, I was just a freshman back in nineteen ninety yeah, business, whatever, right? Uh-huh. And uh, and she went to this homecoming game, which is a big deal in uh-huh. town, right? Yeah, it is. Uh, and so you, being uh, a supportive father, did she mind you going? No, as long as uh, I didn't sit anywhere near her. And okay. now it's funny because uh, my wife Michelle and I, we drove her and her friends to the game, and you know, as I always say, it's a parent's moral obligation to embarrass their child. Absolutely. And we threatened that not only would we sit near them, but we would sit next to Perry, like it would be my wife, Michelle, uh-huh. then Perry, yeah. then me. Yeah. And I said, I'm going to get a T-shirt printed up at the local T-shirt shop <laughs> that says, Perry's dad. Exactly. And? And and Michelle would get one that says, Perry's, Perry's mom. mom. Yeah. And that's very nice. And I would point the whole game. The whole game. And this is my daughter. This is my daughter. Now that and? we know that would never happen because she would sit and, you know, she would run. She would run. Run to the opposite yeah. side of the stands. Yeah. So uh, she went with her gaggle of friends, and, and mm-hmm. what I love a about gaggle. Parent, a gaggle. Yes. I don't know what they call them, herds or gangs or... Uh, probably not gangs. I like the gaggle Probably better. not herds, because that's... <laughs> yes. That's Let's more like animals. Let's go with gaggle. And it was, what, what I really love about Perry is she's responsible, and she texts me every 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. Here's where I'm at. Here's where I'm going. Mm-hmm. I might have this person's mom take me home because we've had enough of this football. Yeah, because it was but, just... But then I'd stay. Exactly. You <laughs> ended up staying, but she's like, ugh, this is a boring game. I don't like football. I yeah. just be with my friends. Because Michaela, we were actually... Uh, my younger daughter, Brianna, was having a softball game at the same mm-hmm. time as a football game. And Michaela's friends, she was an eighth grader. No, Michaela's an eighth grader. She wanted to go to the game with her friends to be there to support homecoming. And I think she lasted maybe 10 minutes. Yeah, it's hard when you uh, we're dealing with uh, little people with short attention spans. And so it was to like, to watch the game, there, but there, there's so much stimuli going you know, on. So in the she game. goes, she watches, she's like, "Ugh, this is boring." <laughs> they go to Fortissimo, they get food. They the Fortissimo, yes, the uh, local Italian restaurant. They don't sponsor. I'm just saying it because it's a very popular joint. Yeah, um, that's where you can hold a kid's attention. Of course, and mm-hmm. uh, so it was really nice that she went there. I felt comfortable, very very safe. But you stayed, you stayed for the game. It was a very interesting end to that game, wasn't so, it? So the game actually, uh, in regulation, ended in a 0-0 zero, zero tie. 0-0, zero, zero, right? Both teams had their chance to score. They were uh, you had several chances in the red zone. Yeah. And the game goes into overtime. And it had been a while since I had, I guess, stayed long enough to see the end of a high school game yes. that might go into overtime. I didn't yeah. realize that the way it works is um, each team gets four downs from the 25-yard line to score. Oh, from the up from the opposing team's 25-yard line. Right, but it doesn't matter because there's no clock, right? Okay. It's just it's, you score, the other team gets a chance. If they don't score, then the team that previously gotcha. scored in, the, in their drive, they win. And what if neither team scores? It's a tie. I suppose. Okay. So that was not the outcome of this game. All right. So what happened was the opposing team... So meanwhile... Perry's gone. She's done. You're she's just... gone. I'm there. I'm there with my buddy Gary. We're like Michelle's gone. She's gone. So I got these two. I'm a parent of a high schooler. I'm with the parent of someone who doesn't even have kids. No in high kids school. on. But we were actually there because they had middle school band nights. So oh yeah, that's right. I heard they that, allowed yeah. the middle schoolers to come and, and play with the marching band, right, which I thought right. was was really that's nice. Neat, yeah. Because really the next really night was a big marching band invitational, yeah. and, and you know our all of the story. Our band's a great band, and, yeah. and locally we do a, just a wonderful job with this yeah. invitational. But that's a story for another day so the opposing team yeah uh they they score on their overtime drive Mm -hmm. and they score a two-point conversion they They don't go with the one because it seems like nobody has a kicker no these high school teams don't have kickers well because kicking's hard (laughs) why don't you have a kicker i remember we had a kicker yeah but a kicker nfl teams have kickers college teams i mean there's like some of these kickers in college they can kick from like 60 yards well those guys are soccer players that end up becoming so we can't find a kid who plays soccer well especially western has a big soccer team soccer well so i guess they the other team they team they go for two they get the two points eight nothing eight nothing now it's our turn uh the fans are are just feeling devastated well you know what but we believe in our in our we believe in our kids right and they actually have a good team this year yeah they got a brand new coach really good guy yes yeah apparently legendary yeah 
We uh, uh, we start our drive. I love that we we. It's like now it's we, your team. Yeah, we, I guess it has to be. It has to be we. Yeah. And it's funny because I grew we, up. We. In, I grew up in a, uh, a Linux town over. It's yes. almost like a rival town. Exactly. That you're the, you're that you're yeah. a former Lancer. Well, I figure my taxes are now going to West Orange. <laughs> so now you're a mountaineer. So they damn well better be we. Because <laughs> we, we. we we is expensive. Yes. All right. So um, so our team scores. Yes. Uh, we get the six points. Yeah. We go for a two-point conversion. Yes. We are denied. We, oh. we lose eight to six. Oh, the crowd must be devastated. Yeah, we're a little sad, but we're proud of our guys because we sustain, I don't know, maybe four injuries. Mm-hmm. Four injuries to key players, including our quarterback. But West Orange was not expected to win. They were expected to compete. I think we were. Were they? Okay. I think we were. Right, you know, we know. were a four and one going yeah. into the game. Yeah. We're, we've been pretty competitive, yeah. and we've been putting the hurting on a lot of yeah. opposing teams. Yeah. Like the week before, I think they they won forty two to seven. So it was a circle win, but they, so yeah. it was a tough loss, tough loss. Yeah, but um, then some something happens. Something went, yeah. So the scoring really is is, is irrelevant. Is irrelevant now. Because here's the crux of the story. Yeah. Here's here's the moment you've all been waiting, waiting for, for, listeners, yeah. on the on the edge of your on the edge of your driver's seat. Yeah. The opposing team, the whole lot of them, yes, comes sprinting. To our side, to the home side. Where, when you say the home side, was it the team or where the fans are? Where the fans are. Yeah. So they're standing just beyond the sideline. Yes. Right, getting as close as they can. Let's call it the track. And the fans, are, and who's there in the stadium? Kids. Kids. Kids, adults, some parents. parents yeah, yeah, of course. You, know, you still have parents there of, of players, cheerleaders. And they come over fans. running, what, for what for? Running, screaming, grabbing their crotches. Really? Making gestures, yelling. They actually have a Chucky doll. You know Chucky the movie, Child's Play? Yeah. They have a very large Chucky doll that they wave, I guess, to intimidate the other team or, yeah. or the fans. So they're getting rowdy. They're yelling. Not a coach to be seen. Not a parent from their side to be seen. Mm-hmm. The police eventually come over West Orange PD. and break up the scene. I, I would imagine so. Yeah, I, I guess it would have to be. Yeah. It would have to be. The fans in the stands. Yes, for right, the West Orange fans. All right. They're not having any of that. Well, why would they? This is a, this is a, it's a homecoming yeah. game. But you're Coach Randy, so i got to yes. ask you this. Yeah. All right. You know, there's behavior on the field. You yeah. say, always be an upstander. Yeah. When you lose, learn from it. Be yeah. gracious. Okay? Yeah. So we're in the stands. We're not we're not gracious because we you come into our house. Yeah. All right. You beat us. You won fair and square. Yeah. Okay? Now, now you're coming over yeah, that's to gotta, our side, that's, that's and you're making all these lewd and yeah. disgusting gestures, and you're yeah. hollering, you're waving your stupid Chucky doll. Yeah. I think next time I'm going to get a uh, Jason from Friday the 13th. <laughs> I'll wave it at you, see if you like it. Right? So they're making all these gestures. Kids are throwing water bottles. Kids yeah. are throwing iced tea bottles. They're throwing tinfoil balls from the hot dogs that they got in the stands, and it's going back and forth and back. Oh, and and now, yeah. it's, now it's becoming dangerous. Dangerous, yeah. Yeah. So... You know, me, the, uh, the, <laughs> the HR guy, yes, the upstanding citizen, <laughs> the, the, the I'm actually holding people back from trying to exit the stands. I say, if you go that way, you're getting hit in the head with a water yeah. bottle. you got to let this thing fan yeah. out, yeah. and we'll see what happens. Wow. So eventually it, it subsides, and, uh, you know, calmer heads prevail. Here is, and, and this is what many people have done yeah. on social media yeah. and in our community, Here's where I'd like to give applause. Yeah. I'd like to give applause to the coaching staff and uh, to our at West, football team at West, Orange, at West Orange High School for not even being they, in the vicinity. I think yeah. they just walked off. Yes, um, they definitely distanced themselves from this. They had themselves the, the loss. They got up. They said, with we're, class. We're walking off the field with class. That's not who we are. That's not how we do things yes. here. And I would imagine um, many players would have loved to have been there to defend to. Uh, Hold their, their their territory, their turf, and to probably do that. Must I have am been so glad you said that, yeah. coach. Because every time you see an incident like this, right, with sports, with yeah. two rivals, and it yeah. gets heated at the end of the game, somebody's always got the camera rolling, yes, the yes. phone out. In yeah. fact, I think one of the local news media outlets was there. Oh yeah. It always ends with a brawl yeah. where the bench is clear and the yeah. two teams are fighting. Yeah. Then the idiot fans jump yes. the fence yes. and they're fighting. Yes. And it's it's complete bedlam. Yeah. And there's no way to control All it. over a, a high school football game. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Not even a championship game. This is a regular home, homecoming, homecoming game. Homecoming game. And I think more teams make the playoffs now anyway. Yeah. Um, so, you know, for all, for all intents and purposes, it was a well-contained Issue, yeah, but, but the, it was still an issue, and somebody could have gotten hurt. And you know what? What teaching? Where, where are the where are the coaches? Well, that's the whole part is where, that where you have to parents? understand that you have rain, rain, rain the rain your players. Well, in. that's that that's part of the challenge we're fighting with uh, within sports. There is a lack of 
there's this emotional so-called getting caught up in the game. Win is everything. But the fact that the West Orange coach, my guess is that the culture of the program was such in place that that's not how we do things there, that they never thought about doing that. They just knew, yep. they just knew it was the end of the game. We're going to go in. Game's over. You show much more courage when you don't go into the fray. It's class. Right? When you yeah. leave. Right? So mm-hmm. I was very proud to hear about that. And a big shout out to the coach and all the players that did so. Because uh, that situation is that uh, um, when you do that kind of stuff, it, it's, 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 not, it's not what sports is about. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was really pleased to hear that our town handled it in such a mm-hmm. way. Um, and I would uh, actually, I had once done some work in that particular school's district. Uh-huh. Um, opposing with, school. Okay. With that, the opposing school. Mm-hmm. And given the work I've done there, I'm not surprised. Not surprised. Because there's just not the culture. There's not mm-hmm. the... Uh, Commitment, dedication to honoring the game, respecting the game, your opponents. Um, it's just not that way. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, uh, it's, again, it's a high school football game. Well, that's it. And I, like I said, I think we got uh, the, the team got more praise for what they didn't do versus uh, what they did do. And they held their heads up high in, in a losing effort. And, um, you know, hopefully this will be a case for other teams in the future to uh, to appreciate and, and learn from. Mm-hmm. So you talked about class and dedication and holding your head up high. Let's talk about our guest today. Yeah, tell me. Now, this is one of those unique weeks where you had the chance to, to meet our guest mm-hmm. uh, and spend some time. Great story about this young man. So I was on the road, and yeah. you know, one of the places that uh, I, I visit for work is Cleveland, Ohio. You go to Cleveland a lot. I go to Cleveland. i got to tell you. This, this is a town that's really turned it around. <laughs> it has a lot going for it now. Yes. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, yeah. great breweries, of uh, course, the Indians. Yeah. Always fun to see a game there. The Browns, I mean, they're... Uh, uh, let's wait to another episode yeah, before we talk about another, the Browns. That's jury is, culture. jury is well yes, out of the room yes. and extremely deliberate. Yes, yes. So I have a new colleague by way of an acquisition, mm. and his name is uh, Dan Cobb. Dan Cobb, C-O-B-B, like corn on the... On the cob. Yes. Okay. No, I think that's with a, just C-O-B. Uh, what do I know? I, I'm okay. just... Uh... But, but thank you for bringing that up because it got everybody thinking. Uh-huh. Now I'm going to move on. Um, Dan has quickly become uh, one of my uh, really, really good friends mm-hmm. at work. We do a lot of, uh, a lot of I think, really impactful work together. Uh, I really appreciate his background. He, uh, when I heard about... You know, his his dad life, I said, oh, I, I got to get this dude on. Yeah. Got to get this dude on. So I had a, a chance to interview him. So give us a quick tease. Son of a detective. Son. <laughs> a son of a detective. Son of, yes. As opposed <laughs> to son of something else. Yes. He's the son of a detective, and he has uh, some really interesting stories about his upbringing. Yeah. You know, we don't really talk about, uh, with our guests, what their dads were Yeah, like. their dads. So this yeah. is a rare instance yeah. where... I heard the story. I said, you got to share this with our listeners. And so he did. So I think you'll enjoy that. Uh, He is the dad of two teenage boys. So he's got his hands full there. there, But he and his wife also adopted a girl. Uh, She was a foster kid roughly Mm -hmm. around birth. And then a couple years later, it was an official adoption. So uh, he talks about... You know, being uh, the, the the dad of an adopted girl, mixed race girl. Nice. um, In a society where I think we're uh, a little more accepting... A lot and more now. A we? lot more, yeah. and you know we don't raise our eyebrows as yeah. much when you see, let's say, uh, one uh, one parent is of yeah. one race and yeah. the kid is another. It's not like yeah. different strokes. It's much more. Well, like that was avant garde. Yeah. Yes, no, it is. But he still says people ask questions. It's still 2019, and yeah. I would imagine there still looks and there's still the old, that awful old school piece. But uh, yeah. at least we've moved the, uh, the 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 arrow a little bit to gauge. So he's. Uh, He's got a lot of dimensions. This this dad, Dan Cobb. Not dementia, but dimensions. Dimensions. Uh, yes. Dementia. That's that is a show for for another day. Those so, the nursing that you just still with the nursing group. Uh, right? Yeah, yeah. We we deal uh, we deal with that. We deal yeah. with hospice. Yeah. And I, I don't want to make this a depressing show. Uh, I want to talk about Dan Cobb. Dan Cobb. He's a lively guy. He's a lot of fun. Yeah. I think you'll love his energy. I think you know when you go on social media, you say mm-hmm. why are you interviewing a red-haired yeah. Bryce Harper. Yeah. But that's. That's what he brings to the table. Well, I'm looking forward to listening to all about it. So let's check out Dan Cobb. We are Bad to the Dead. Bad to the Dead on the road again, and we are back in the Cleveland area. Again, you can follow us on social media. 
Instagram, that's my favorite, at Bad to the Dad. And of course, we have our website, badtothedad.com, where you can see updates about our upcoming guests and see pictures of all of our guests, including our guest today. And one thing that uh, Coach Randy and I have noticed in the uh, 30-ish episodes that we've done here on Bad to the Dad is that dads have a lot of dimensions. You know, some of them have interesting jobs, some of them have interesting things that they promote, and others have an interesting history and hobbies. And today's guest is no different. It's my good friend, my new friend, Dan Cobb. Hello, Dan, and welcome to Bad to the Dad. Thank you very much. Good to be here. Great to have you with us. So uh, first, I want to talk about your upbringing. Um, You're a native Clevelander, Cleveland area guy. Uh, Mom was a teacher. Dad was a cop, but not just any cop. He was a a cop in in a pretty rough and tumble area in Cleveland. So I'd love to hear about how that informed your upbringing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so my grew up in Cleveland, born and raised, uh, reside here with my family. Um, my dad was a Cleveland police officer, retired uh, after close to 26 years on the job. He was 18 years in uh, the homicide unit. Uh, Cleveland is separated into districts, so he was in the 4th District, which uh, is on the uh, lower east side of Cleveland. Uh, A not-so-good area, Adam. Uh, (laughs) Thank you for not taking me there last night to to show me the Dan Cobb Cleveland of your youth. Well, had you not picked up the tab, I probably would have (laughs) and dropped you off, but it was, uh, yeah, so um, obviously a a lot of stories growing up. Um, the, the, the district specifically, that fourth district they call it here in Cleveland, uh, I believe is ranked uh, right around the 28th most violent area uh, patrolled um, in the United States. Wow, that, is, that is high achievement. Yeah, uh, when, yeah. When are we going for 27? <laughs> now, that's not a list you want to be on, right? No, but The lower no. the better, right? Right, right, for sure. So, um so yeah, he was a homicide detective, uh, 18 years uh, in that district, uh, brought a detective car home that had uh, bullet holes in the side of it. So you could imagine uh, my friends growing up uh, thinking uh, my dad was pretty cool, that he had uh, the unmarked Crown Victoria, Ford Crown Vic, um, in, a, in, a, in a very um, uh, ugly brown color with uh, legit bullet holes in the front end. Yeah, Hot Wheels has not jumped on that as they, a limited edition did, brown crown Victoria with bullet holes detective car. Probably not, yeah, probably not. Not a big seller. No, probably not, probably not. But uh, I, re- I remember it vividly. And uh, yeah, my mom was a school teacher and uh, so a, a, a very blue collar mm-hmm. uh, type, uh, type of upbringing. You were telling me about um, your dad sort of bringing work home and uh, inculcating you, if you'll, if you'll pardon the term, with some um, de- detective-like techniques uh, in order to, I guess, raise your antenna, raise your awareness when you're, you're out and about. Uh, how, how did that go down? You know, um, it, it, it's, I remember it vividly as, a, as an early teenage teenager, probably uh, around that 13, 14 uh, year old age, uh, my dad. Uh, I I really didn't know what he was doing for a while, and then and then and then I caught on. But he would he would play a little game with me. Um, obviously, realizing now to to heighten my um, situational awareness, he would um, we would go into restaurants, and and he would. It started off uh, by. Uh, you know, walking in, sitting down, and then um, he would ask me questions. Um, and he would say, hey, uh, that table over there, that's empty. And I would say, yeah, Dad. And he, he would say, uh, well, it wasn't empty when we walked in, right? <laughs> and I would say, I don't know whether it is or not. And, um, and he said, well, you should know. And I would say, well, who was there? And he would proceed to tell me who was sitting there, um, what they looked like, what they were wearing, uh, how old approximately they were. So I caught on pretty quick because I'm a pretty competitive guy and I don't like to lose and uh, certainly wanted to impress 
Dad, uh, next time we walked into a restaurant, I would I would take a, a gander around and try to remember as much as I could, and then he would continue to ask me questions. Yeah. And um, probably what I didn't realize at first is he was really, uh, really teaching and training my mind mm-hmm. uh, consciously or, or, or unconsciously to be situationally aware of my surroundings. Mm-hmm. And... Um, so, so this uh, this carried on for years and years, and it would progress to um, okay. Now you remember uh, who was sitting there and when they left and their approximate age. So why don't you tell me? Um, were they married? Were they not married? Was it boyfriend girlfriend? What were they talking about? And again, you know, at first it's well. I don't know. Makes you wonder if he was listening to you while you were having dinner with him. Right, right. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, and, and, and so we, we would continue to just build on this, on this game of, of trying to figure out uh, what was going on around. Uh, were, were, were people happy? Were they sad? Were they mad? Were they angry? Uh, did they like each other's company? Did they not? And um, it was uh, it, it was something that uh, I have I've I've learned, Adam, that uh, that has flowed into even my professional life. Yep. Um, just getting a read on people and being able to successfully interact with people because I'm aware of their feelings, I'm aware of their body language, I'm aware of of, of, of usually whether they're happy, sad. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, or whatnot. Yeah, so I was going to ask you. So full disclosure for our listeners, uh, Dan and I work together. Uh, we're both in the HR department of a healthcare company. Dan also has the role of uh, chief operating officer for a uh, segment of, of this healthcare company. And do you, do you find yourself or check yourself when you're having conversations with some of your colleagues saying, I'm going into dad detective mode now or... Um, you know, just finding yourself leaning on those techniques, uh, I, whether they be helpful or whether they be detrimental. Yeah, right. Uh, I really don't ever consider them detrimental, uh, and I find myself often doing that. And you know, when you're dealing with people, one of the one of the probably the the, the biggest mistakes people people make is they talk too much. Mm. You know, and 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 they don't listen, um, and. I'm not just talking about listening to the words that somebody says, but listening to their body language, the expression of their words, um, uh, and, and everything that goes along with communication. So uh, I find myself almost continually um, relying on, on, on my dad's uh, <laughs> detective skills that he uh, ingrained in me at a, at a very young age to... Um, not only uh, communicate with individuals on the job, um, but socially, out and about, yeah. um, and, and, and everything that I do. Yeah, I think in, in poker, they call those tells, right? Yes. Right? The blinks, yes. The, the murmurings, the Agreed. touching of the face. Yes. Sometimes it's the little things that give you away. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and as a COO and HR guy, uh, this is one thing I've always experienced. It's you know a show about dads, but do you find yourself having to be parental to your employees sometimes? Do they uh, come in with you know issues and experiences that they want you to fix? They want they want advice from you based on your just your title, just your position. They want you to fix them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it's 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 rare that I'm probably having a conversation that doesn't involve some sort of. <laughs> problem or concern that is looking to be addressed or resolved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, for sure, uh, I, I, I am in fix-it mode all the time at work, um, and then off times I go home, and I continue to be in fix-it mode uh, with, uh, with my two boys and my daughter and, and uh, everything that comes along with uh, the family life. Mm-hmm. Two teenage boys, uh, 16 and 14, and an adopted daughter uh, yes. of, of eight years old. And you were, you were telling me uh, in the week that I've been out here about the arduous and frustrating journey of adoption. Um, but that's all behind us. I want to get to the motivation of adoption because there might be some dads or parents out there listening that are considering that sure. as a way of growing their family. 
First, what, what was the motivation that you and your wife had for adopting? Because you, you already had the two boys. You already had uh, kind of a full house to begin with. Yeah, um, and, and, and the answer is simple, um, Adam. Uh, my wife wanted a daughter, and I said I only make boys. So I, we, we got a couple options here. Mm-hmm. Um, so roll on the dice with the factory or yeah yeah right exactly so uh, you know truly my uh my wife um wanted a daughter and um you're right we had already had uh, our two boys two years apart um kind of uh planned that out mm-hmm. um we didn't uh we didn't have kids right away after we were married we uh we uh, we got into our careers a little bit and when it felt uh it was right then we uh then we had our two boys, uh, and then years later, um, I mean, they're already pretty um, self-sufficient mm-hmm. and older, and, and and we started talking about um, about a little girl. So um, ultimately, we decided on a on a, on a domestic um, adoption uh, here locally in Cleveland, um, and uh, through the process of being certified as. Uh, certified adoptive parents. We were advised that maybe we should become uh, foster parents as well, as a lot of the children are are brought into uh, emergency foster care, mm-hmm. and uh, the certification uh, to to adopt is different than the certification to be a foster parent. So mm-hmm. we got duly certified um, uh, as both uh, uh, foster parents and certified adoptive parents. Now, this isn't the kind of thing where you, you go into a pet store and you say, you know, honey, um, the Labradoodle's looking pretty good. Let's bring that one home. Right. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. No, not quite. Not quite. Um, uh, actually, not at all. Um, it, 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 was, it was kind of ironic because um, what, uh, what they told us would not happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you typically don't get any infants. Uh, typically, you are looking at children that uh, are toddlers already. Mm-hmm. You're certainly not going to probably get a healthy child. They mm-hmm. tell you this up front. This okay. is what was told to us, at least. Yeah. <laughs> um, you're, you're probably not going to get a healthy child, wow. and you're not going to get an infant. And, um, and then, of course, there's no guarantee on, on, on race, um, and, and then they, 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 they wanted us to keep gender open, which kind of would have defeated the purpose of us going in. We had a goal. Yeah. Right? We, so, so at the end of our, after we were all done with our certification, we sat down and we said, well, everything that you said we can't get actually is what we want. Mm-hmm. And that's what we'll only take calls on. We'll take calls on infants, female, healthy <laughs> um and 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 that's just it and um, it's like a, it's like build a bear exactly exactly so so we um we walked away with uh with that on record and um the one and only call we got mm-hmm. was uh for an infant yep. who uh was healthy um and uh and obviously a little girl uh so eight yeah. days old um they uh, they wanted to um, deliver her like a pa- like a UPS package to our house, <laughs> and we said no, nope, we're not going to roll that way. We're actually going to go to the hospital and get this child like we uh, like we did for our two mm-hmm. boys. Yep. And so we took pictures at the hospital with the nurses, just like we did for yeah. our two boys. We brought her home just like we did for our two boys, yeah. and she's been. Uh, been a pride and joy ever yeah, since. The, the princess of the house, right? She is. Yeah. And she the boys is. get along with her? And they- yeah. So um, the boys were a little older. And, and you know, anytime you look at, 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 at uh, kind of messing up the order of the family household, you, you, you have to be mindful that, that, that maybe the kids will um, give a little pushback on that. Mm-hmm. But uh, our boys were older. The fact that this was a little girl was very different mm-hmm. than them as boys. Um, they were older, and they instantly um, uh, fell in love with her and, yeah. and, and um, became the big brothers to her. Um, it, was, uh, it, it was a cool thing to see and, 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 and no issue whatsoever. She's grown up with these two brothers, 
which has made her a wonderful uh, grappling ground wrestler. <laughs> and um, she certainly defend herself. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, she's in second grade right now. I, I we uh, we had the uh, pleasure of getting a call from uh, the vice principal, which I'm used to getting uh, those calls from my boys' high school. <laughs> uh, we're on a first name basis with oh. that vice principal. Yeah. I don't know if that's good or bad. I don't know, but um, <laughs> but uh, lo and behold, we got our first call from uh, my daughter's vice principal, mm. second grade, where uh, there was a. Uh, a, a, a boy in, in in fourth grade who uh, was chasing her around in, uh, in, in at recess mm-hmm. at the playground and uh, she said don't chase me he continued to probably because he liked her yeah, or, you know whatever yeah you know if, how that if, is. I, if I remember my courting days even <laughs> right. at that age it's probably how it went exactly. down exactly um, so after fair warning to to this young boy um, who's two years older. Uh, she decided uh, that it maybe needed something a little more stern, mm-hmm. and so uh, she 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 knocked him to the ground. Yeah. So, uh-huh. um, so you did. can thank your boys for that. I uh, think yeah. so. Uh-huh. It was it was apparently a one-two punch okay. that, uh, th- and he tapped out really quick. And, <laughs> and you said to the vice principal, she didn't learn that from me. I have no <laughs> idea where she got this from. Exactly. That's I blamed it on I blamed it on my boys, yeah. and and it was uh, it was all good. No one yeah. was hurt, but uh, obviously with the with the bullying focus, um, uh, even when it goes the other the way, way, right? Um, the bullying focus is there in the schools, and obviously we respect that. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's good that she was able to defend herself, <laughs> and she didn't feel comfortable with the situation, so she she took it upon herself to to handle it. Exactly. Um, so Dan, uh, and we're talking to Dan Cobb here on on Bad to the Dad. Dan, your uh, your daughter is uh, is mixed race. She is, and, and it's, it's 2019. Right, people are are pretty cool with families that you know have kids that look a little different, have parents. You know, one one parent is uh, of of one skin, and uh, mm-hmm. the other parent is of another. But like when you go out, uh, whether it's PTA meetings, whether it's restaurants, whether it's events, do people ask you what's the deal here? That's a great question, and and yes, sometimes they do, and um, you know, uh, it's 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 funny. Um, our house is, is is a bit of a melting pot. I'm 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 German and Irish. Mm-hmm. Uh, my boys, um, uh, my wife is Hispanic, mm-hmm. um, so she's 100 uh, percent Puerto Rican. Um, comes from a great family. And uh, and then obviously uh, my daughter is is, is mixed race, so um, we kind of um, we kind of look like uh, uh, New York City when we roll in uh, <laughs> anywhere as the as the melting pot family, and mm-hmm. and and yeah, people have asked, um, or they um, they just stare and maybe try to figure it out themselves, mm-hmm. which uh, is um, is is always a little awkward, yeah. but. Uh, um, you know, I introduce her as uh, my daughter. Um, if somebody can't put two and two together, um, you know, we, we, we met, she knows she's adopted. Uh, there's mm-hmm. a uh, there's an understanding um, of that uh, with her. We we have a whole scrapbook put together oh, of her adoption mm-hmm. um, from from uh, infant bringing her home from the hospital to actually uh, two and a half years later mm-hmm. that the, the adoption was finalized right. and um, in, in the court appearance that uh, that finalized that process mm-hmm. so there's a two and a half year um, scrapbook full of pictures that is one of her favorite books to uh, to reflect on. So yeah. um, she knows that. And and when the questions come, the questions come. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're we're very uh, we're very careful not to um, we do, we do, we don't hide the fact that she's adopted. Um, but we I don't introduce her as my adopted, adopted daughter. daughter. Right, right. Um, she is my daughter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, and and that's that. Yeah. Great great premise. So we talked a lot about your your daughter. Uh, you have the two boys. They're teenage boys, and I know teenage boys, um, they bring a lot of unpredictability <laughs> to life. Uh, what, what are some of the things you've experienced raising teenage boys? Um, well, uh, they put a lot of gray hairs uh, <laughs> on you. Um, you know, there's, there's, there's certainly a fine balance between 
um, allowing them a level of independence and allowing them to make mistakes and fall on their own, but be there to help pick them up and support them when they need. So, um, a lot of, uh, milestones that, uh, that I'm, that I'm coming up on, um, this coming, uh, uh, next week, I'll be uh, I'll be joining my son for a field trip in juvenile traffic court. Oh well, so uh, as a participant, not, yes. as a, not as a visitor. No, not as Learning a visitor. Learning about the legal system. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna learn firsthand um, because he has experienced his first driving uh, citation, uh, mm-hmm. um, and I'm 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 glad that he made it almost to 17 started driving when he was 16 so uh, we almost made it a year the first year without a, a citation but um, you know those uh, those those darn um, school zones Adam oh, with their low speeds yeah Dan. with their low speeds um, and and it must have snuck up on them uh, my son Jacob because uh, it was uh, it, it was a violation in a school zone that he was buzzing through, and um, when he called me and told me, I said school zone. I said which school zone, and to which the answer was, uh, well, Dad, it was my own school <laughs> school zone. So he um, he pulled out of his own school and 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 uh, put the pedal to the metal. Yeah, Duke's of Hazard style. Yeah, Duke's of Hazard style, and uh, and they. Uh, they hit him with the radar gun, and mm-hmm. we'll be addressing that in front of the magistrate next week. Yeah, if I could be so, a fly on the wall. Yes, yeah. Let us know how it goes. So um, his first question to me when he called me and told me was, Dad, um, uh, how are we going to make this go away? <laughs> which means, how are you, Dad, right, going right, to make it go away? Right, yeah. and uh, to which I said, well... Um, I'm not sure what you're referencing, but we're going to make it go away by by walking this out, and uh, like every other normal person, and and uh, he, he said, "Well, I, I I thought you'd just call people, Dad, and and things go away." And I said, "Well, not not in your circumstance." So, a teachable um, moment, a teachable moment yeah. indeed, a time for him to. Uh, to understand that there's consequence to your action, mm-hmm. and um, and to and to man up and 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 be able to uh, to deal with that. All right. Well, enjoy the teachable moment, and <laughs> yeah. uh, and and good luck. Whatever outcome you're looking for as as a dad with, sure. with this particular circumstance. Indeed. What do you, what do you like to do with your kids? What are some of the fun things you do when you're not uh, in traffic court, juvenile court, uh, <laughs> talking to vice vice principals about certain certain. Uh, schoolyard scraps that they might get into. Sure, uh, you know we uh, we enjoy the outdoors. Uh, there's 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 nothing uh, nothing in my book. There's nothing better than, than getting getting outside here in Ohio. Um, we have uh, all four seasons and 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 all and everything that comes with those. So um, we're 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 in a continual. Um, uh, we're in continual change uh, relative to seasons. And so we enjoy things in all seasons. Uh, during the summer, uh, we enjoy time out on Lake Erie, which is mm. a big fresh, fresh water body of water. Yeah. Up, uh, Lake Erie, one of the great lakes uh, up here in Cleveland. So we enjoy boating, fishing um, in, the, uh, in the fall. Um, we, I have some, I have some land uh, away from the city, and we enjoy um, riding around on ATVs, uh, getting uh-huh. muddy, Get dirty, getting yeah. dirty, uh, like like boys like to do, and and uh, we do a little hunting. Yep. So, um, and then uh, in the winter time, we enjoy snowboarding and snow skiing. Yeah, your kids are really good skiers too. They are. They are. I had them uh I had them on skis. Actually all three uh kids including my daughter. I had them all on skis right around uh when they were 4 years old, 4 mm. to 4 to 5. Wow. Um and uh they uh my my sons are advanced uh snowboarders and skiers mm. and have skied uh all over the United States uh uh, ski resorts up and down the East Coast, uh, Vermont, to all the way over uh, into uh, into the, the Rocky Mountain areas mm-hmm. of Colorado, Utah, um, Nevada, and yeah. and whatnot. So um, outside as much as we yeah. can. The ATVs, I got to ask you because um, 
uh, we were just jet skiing in the Outer Banks of North Carolina not too long ago, and we found that um, you give it a little squeeze, it gives you a lot of power. <laughs> I mean, we had dreams of, of taking that thing up to 70 and flying up in the air. It doesn't work that way. You get that thing up to 20, and you're like, whoa, <laughs> this, thing's, this thing's got some juice. Yeah. Is an ATV the same way? It is. It is. Uh you know, um, the difference usually between a jet ski and ATV, and we, we actually um, we actually experience both. We have access to both of those things. Uh, when you're on a jet ski, you're usually on a bigger body of water. So it's, mm. uh, it's, it's maybe um, uh, it, it, nothing feels like it's maybe going um, as fast. Mm-hmm. When you're on an ATV cruising through the woods or up along a tree line, um, you, you, uh, you definitely feel like you're, like you're, like you're moving because things are moving mm-hmm. past you pretty quick. Yeah. So yeah, a little bit goes a long way. Um, they're powerful and, uh, and get you up to speed quickly. All right. I'll keep that in mind <laughs> next time I'm, uh, off-roading with you. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Can't wait. Can't wait. Um, our, our guest today has been, uh, Dan Cobb on Bad to the Dad. Uh, Dan, we have a segment that kind of takes it all home. It's called Dad Vice. And you can take it any direction you want, but, but what advice would you have for dads that are listening uh, about anything? You can go the adoption route. You can go, hey, it's 2019. It's a complicated era if, if you want to do that. Um, I, I leave it to you. So I think the one thing that um, – and, and, and I remember having a conversation with, uh, with my dad who uh, – uh, again, it's just been a, a, a wonderful role model to me, and 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 also a great friend. Um, I was golfing with him a handful of years ago, and I said, I, I asked him um, probably a, a, a similar question. You know, Dad, what what advice do you have for me as my kids are approaching these teenage years? And um, I said, How did you how did you do it with me? I know all the things that I did. How, how did you deal with those things without losing your mind? <laughs> and 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 he looked at me. Great framing, by the way. Yeah, he he looked at me and 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 um, and he said, "You know what?" He said, "I feel that it was important for me to be close enough on the sidelines." To be watching the game, watching the game that you were playing in, on the sidelines, watching, yelling out a play or two when I needed to, and then other times just being quiet and letting you play. But more importantly, if you if you fall down, if you get tackled, to be there to, to help pick you back up and encourage you to continue playing the game. Yeah. And he said... He said that sideline position is 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 where I needed to be, and uh, and he goes, that's where you need to be mm. as a father of, of teenagers coming up. You need to be, be close enough to see what's going on, but far enough away to allow your kids to play the game. And and with your juvenile traffic court visit, that's you're you're sort of imparting that, right? You're sort of absolutely you know, using using that, that yep. advice. Well, we're bad to the dad, but that was like dad to the dad. <laughs> so I'm glad you could use our podcast yeah. to pass through. There you that go. Advice. That's that's great advice. And as as Coach Randy will tell you, there's whole cottage industries that have been developed about the role of the dad on the sidelines. So thanks so much for for sharing that. Absolutely. Our guest today was Dan Cobb on Bad to the Dad. Thank you so much for for taking some time out. I know um, things are really hectic at work, so uh, to give us a little time, is, uh, it's been a real treat and I uh, really loved hearing your story. Awesome. I appreciate it. Thank you. We are Bad to the Dad. Download us wherever you find podcasts. We are Bad to the Dad. Of course, you can visit us on social media, Bad to the Dad, or at Bad to the Dad, I should say, on Instagram, Facebook, it's forward slash Bad to the Dad, and our website is badtothedad.com. You will see pictures on all of those platforms of us or me talking with uh, Dan Cobb, some pictures of him and his kids, him and his family doing a lot of those fun outdoorsy stuff that... He talked about you know, things he likes to do with his family. And, Funny uh, stuff about him and his dad as being a detective. Yeah, right. It's a different kind of <laughs> upbringing, right? You can't imagine kind of being there and your dad kind of 
I mean, we all of our dads want to help us, but mm-hmm. if your dad's a detective and he's asking those questions about, all right, here you are, how do you handle the situation? If something goes down, that's pretty fu- That's pretty wild. It gets your antenna up. Yes. Everywhere you go, it's almost like you're looking over your shoulder. <laughs> you're a little schizophrenic. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you, my, my dad did not sit me down and go, all right, we got to go over these numbers. Yeah. And uh, how, how's your how's your checkbook? Is your checkbook in order? <laughs> yes. You know, accountants don't sit there. Yes. Kids down and go, yes. what's your financial awareness? Yeah. But I guess the sons of, de- of detectives, detectives, they have detective dads that, that do something like that. Um, also loved his story about how he... Was taking his teenage son to uh, to traffic court. Yes, yes. And uh, can you make this go away? Uh, you know, it's not going to go away. It's not you can throw go yourself away. on the mercy of the court. Absolutely, throw it down. Yeah. Dads, uh, dads are a lot of fun because they're uh, they, they don't just bring one thing to the table. And and of course, Dan uh, is is no exception. What a neat background. I mean, the, his two boys and the adopted daughter. What a neat yeah. story. Yeah, they're a multicultural family, and uh, they love Cleveland, but they travel a lot, doing the skiing and the outdoorsing and. All that good stuff, and you know, if you have the time to do it, you got to go out and do it. And yet again, great uh, memories, Adam D. You do a good job. You find these individuals, and um, as things get busy and life happens, you always have something to tank. We want to keep the you show going. Have something to tank. It's really you know, uh, our mission. You're, you're, our mission, you're the deal. You're the, you're the bomb digging. Yeah, you know what? We uh, we pledge to have a show every week I when know, we're in and, season, and it, it's just the way it goes. And you are really a remarkable human being, Adam D. I bow to the ingreatness. Uh, Randy, thank you for producing the show from a technical standpoint. Woo-hoo! You always get us on the air. So yeah. we're going to be on the air next week, or yes, we're going to we have are. another show that we're going to download. Know, we did, things didn't pan out. We were supposed to have uh, you know, air dads didn't work out the way, but I think we have something else coming up. But isn't that apropos? Yes. Like when you fly, when you go to the airport, isn't yes. your flight always delayed? <laughs> right? There's not enough crew. Good, good. The crew's not in on time. I'm proud of you. The plane's that was not nice. in time. You're a genius. Yes. So Air Dads, which was supposed to air this week, yes. it'll air next, next week. week yes. And we're going to have a great guest, Brian Lipson, who is a uh, commercial pilot, uh, flies for a private corporation. So he's going to tell us about that lifestyle, but also raising his uh, little son, Henry, who is very dapper. I have to tell you, every time I see him out, he is uh, always... Very natalie dressed. <laughs> Ties, jackets. I'd Very like, like nice. my own kids to dress just It'll as be nice. Another, another, it's another exciting episode into season two. Of Bad to the Dead. Yeah. Absolutely. Folks, fathers, dads, thanks, and have a great week. <laughs>